going to look at Genesis, the 22nd chapter of Genesis. Uh, once you found the 22nd chapter of Genesis. 27? 2nd, 22nd. Uh, you would please stand for the reading of God's Word. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am. I mean, you know that God will test you. Yes, he will. I preached a sermon not too long ago, but here it's only a test. Y'all remember that thing that used yes. to come on TV? Yes. This is a test yes. of the emergency broadcast yes. system. Yes. It's only a test. Look at somebody and say, it's only a test. It's only a test. Abram replied, here I am. God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him. There is a burnt offering Amen. on the mountain. I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. Yes. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. <coughs> he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering. He set out for the place God had told him about. The third day, Abraham looked up and he saw the place in the distance. He said to his servant, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. He himself carried the fire and the knife. Two of them went on together. Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, father, yes, my son. Abraham replied, the fire and wood are here, Isaac said. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? <laughs> Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out from, called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught in and over and took the ram and sacrificed it, sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the place the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. And Lord, a blessing to the reader of his written word. using an old title that I've used before, that is Silence of the Lamb. Started to name this, where is the Lamb? And in a real sense, their meaning is very similar. You 
because as Abraham and Isaac are traveling up that mountain, what is missing and what is silent is the sound of the lamb. And that is what Isaac uh, responds to. The question that Isaac raises to his father. They seem to have everything but what was needed. And that is what Isaac identifies. They had everything but a lamb. And they traveled up the mountain. Isaac could not see, nor could he hear the sounds of a lamb. So the lamb was silent. It was not there, it was silent. Our lives can be filled with so much. And at the same time, we can have so little of what we actually need. Allow me to say that again. Our yes. lives can be filled with so much. Yes. And yet at the same time, we can have so little of yes. what is needed. Life can often be experienced truly in that way. To have a whole lot, but not the things you actually need. And I make it plain and simple. Many kids grow up with a whole lot. Clothes, food, games, ability to go to theme parks all kinds of things, yet at the same time not have the time and attention that they need. Amen, church. Many marriages can experience the joys of the new purchasing of new homes, new cars, jewelry, travel, all kinds of things, clothes, and yet, love can still be sound. Yes. 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 Many, you know, if we're not careful, we can have all of these things and not have the essentials that are significantly important. We can have a lot and still miss the most important things. There's nothing like ever purchase something online and you're excited about receiving it and finally when you get it and you start assembling and you realize that the most important part is not in the box yes. isn't that frustrating? I don't know, maybe I'm the only one that's been frustrated by that I hate get something, get home, and I realize that I don't have what I need to finish what I'm trying to finish. I've already started assembling, I've already started putting it together, only to find that there's a, a critical missing part to what I need. That is frustrating. I don't know, maybe like you, I don't like to return stuff. Go through all the trouble of having them, especially if it's an online thing. 
which now today you buy everything almost yeah. online. They want it, it's almost like they're driving you online. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but that's the, 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 the risk of buying online is the return process. It's not the simplest thing in the world. They can get it to you quick in a day or two. Yes. But the return process gonna take you about one or two weeks. <laughs> A little different, but we don't like things to be missing. And oftentimes, that's what we encounter in life. We find ourselves in life in life with certain things, certain things that we have, and then the essential things can often be missing. Uh, and that's what we see in this morning's text. The essential thing that was needed. Uh, it is it, to be sacrificed was missing, at least in Isaac's mind, it was missing. It was missing, it was not there. Isaac, he had taken inventory of all they had and realized there is nothing to be sacrificed. Not realizing that he was the intended sacrifice. Yes. He didn't realize that it was himself. And so, uh, and the truth be told, I believe even Abraham was expecting something different because if we listen to Abraham's response, his response to his son was that God will provide the sacrifice himself. So in a real sense, Abram didn't see Isaac as the sacrifice either because he's now speaking in a future tense. In other words, he's saying God will provide, not that God has provided. So he didn't see his son as the sacrifice. He never saw his son as the sacrifice. He just kept traveling up that hill and proclaims that God will provide what is needed. So in other words, even Abraham felt like the sacrifice was missing. Even Abraham thought so. The word provide in Hebrew, raw, raw. Am I saying that right, Nick? It's raw. You got the Hebrew in front of you? I can look. <laughs> it's R-A and then A-H. Rah. 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 Which means to see. To see. To see. To see. Means to see. So... In a real sense, Abram, Abraham is saying, uh, God sees. Mm. You see, that God sees. Mm. So his response to Isaac is that God sees. Mm. That God sees mm. was missing. <laughs>
just when we think that we don't have what we need, but God already sees what you need, that God can see everything beyond what we can see. That oftentimes as we do inventory in our lives and we think that we're coming up short, we think we don't have the essential thing, but God sees. I'm reminded of when the disciples were struggling in the middle of the storm, um, you know, the winds were rocking that little boat, but Jesus, it says in that scripture that Jesus was at a distance and could yes. actually see them. God, what sees you even when you are in the turbulent times of your life. God is always close because God, what sees. And at the right time, God will, what, provide what you need. God sees. God sees. Life oftentimes is full of our inability to see. But I'm glad that God always sees. Yet we are often tested to move according to what we cannot see. But according to what God does see. What God does see. Bible says that faith is the substance of things, what? Hopeful. And the evidence of what is what? Unseen. Uh, the evidence of what I believe Abraham hoped for something, y'all, in this text. And believed in the evidence, watch this, and he believed in the evidence of who God was. What God had done and what God had promised. Let me say that again. So Abraham walks what based upon what he hoped for. <laughs> and he believed in the evidence of who God was, what God had done, <laughs> and what God had promised. Yeah, yeah, you're missing that. You're not getting that. Abraham was believing in what, who God was, what God had done, and what God had promised. I'm just wondering if anybody can just stand on his promise in the midst of your problem. Even when you don't see the solution, can you still stand on his promise? Even when the lamb is silent, <laughs> can you still stand on his promise? Abraham was exhibiting faith. He was operating in faith. We can't see everything. But oftentimes, what matters the most is if you can see God in your life. Amen. Amen. The certainty of faith is exhibited by Abraham's response and demeanor to his son. Abraham is the epitome of a strong father. Abraham is calm. I want you to see this. Because Abraham is believing in the God that he served. But Abraham is secure in the God that he's serving. Abraham is not worried. Abraham's not panicking. Abraham is walking in faith, 
saying to his son, although knowing that his son is supposed to be the sacrifice, but saying that God will provide and I'm going to keep traveling up this mountain. Yes. Abraham's looking strong and he's operating strongly in God in spite of the critical nature of the situation. Abraham is exerting faith right in front of his son. Yes. And so what, you know what I believe? That's why Isaac was so calm. Amen. That's why Isaac was looking at his daddy. He was saying, Daddy, if you are right, I'm all right. Daddy, if you ain't worried, I ain't worried. Daddy, if you're not tripping, I'm not tripping. Watch it, watch it. Look, he. Even when Abraham lays Isaac on the altar to sacrifice him and pulls up the knife, Isaac is still dead. I ain't worried. If you ain't worried. Father, because he sees the strength of his father's faith. And then, so he 
doesn't know that there's something missing, but at the same time, he trusts not only his father, he trusts his father's faith. The greatest thing that we can give our children is our God. Let me say that again. The greatest thing that we can give our children is our God. Amen. Amen. May not have everything. But as long as we have God on our side. Amen. If Amen. God before us, who really could be against us? As long as we have God on our side. Yes. Yes. Lamb is sovereign. Watch this. But his daddy is speaking loud. Y'all missed that. Yes. Yes, he is. Abraham is speaking loudly. Sometimes, Daddy, you just got to speak loud and boldly and proclaim who God is all through your actions and through your words and through the very demeanor and essence of who you are. Your God ought to come through at all times in the most challenging and difficult times. That's when your family ought to seek the God inside of you, moving up some Challenging heels and moments. Sometimes you've got some heels to climb, but you don't have to climb them alone. They ought to see the God in you. Lamb is solid, but his daddy is speaking loudly. Abraham speaks once again in the future tense by saying, God will. Provide. That God will provide. That kind of speaking, Abraham was, that's the thing that Abraham was, was demonstrating to his son Isaac. It was a prophetic tongue, it was a prophetic position. So Abraham understood God's providence in the face of his personal dilemma. In other words, he believed in what God would provide over what he had in his possession. So what God would provide was greater than what he lacked. What God was willing to do was greater than what was missing. So he demonstrated the prophetic power of God's provision to Isaac. That God is a God of provision. Yes. Even when you don't see it, Isaac, I want you to understand. Don't you, just because it's not, that just because you can't see it, doesn't mean that God won't provide it. Demonstrated momentum in spite of what was missing. Just because we don't appear to have what we need doesn't mean that we should stop from moving forward. Abraham, we're told, kept going up the mountain. 
Can you just imagine? Just wondering, can most of us link it up that he carrying what we're carrying, knowing what we're knowing, knowing and hoping once again, I want to speak from the fact that it was his prophetic words. He said, the Lord will provide. So the future tense of knowing that in his mind, I don't want this to be my son. But God, I'm trusting that there will be something else because I know what you promised me. So I'm still yes. traveling up this hill. Yes. And I'm carrying, my son is carrying the wood on his back. And he has a burden in a sense. But I'm carrying a burden myself knowing that I'm supposed to sacrifice him. But I'm still moving up this particular hill. And I'm trusting in the word that you promised me over what I feel like I, I, I don't have in my possession right now. So I'm, I'm still what? Moving according to your plans. My steps have been ordered by you. And so I'm still taking step by step. I'm still moving. I still progress towards what you have told me to progress towards. I'm still going to the place that you've asked me to go. Although I don't feel right about it. Although I'm uncomfortable with it. God, I'm still walking with you. I'm still expecting you to show up. I'm still headed in the same direction that you laid out for me. I'm not deviating from the path. I'm staying the course. I'm fighting the fight. I'm still here, God, moving in spite of the uncomfortable nature of what I'm experiencing right now. I'm still with you, God. I'm still within your plan. I haven't deviated, although I just don't feel right right now. This is the son you promised me, and now you have the audacity to have me carry the things up a hill to serve him. God, I don't know, but I'm still moving I don't hear the lambs. I don't hear anything right now, Lord. The lamb is silent. I wish I could hear a lamb, but I'm not hearing anything as I proceed up this mountain. But God, I'm still here, Lord. still here. I haven't quit. I haven't given up. I'm not stopping. I'm still traveling up this mountain. Watch this. Watch this. See, see, there are times when we have to get to the place of fulfillment in order to see God's plan. Amen. Come to fruition. Yes. Let me say that again. There are times when we have to get to the place of, of in order to experience the fruitfulness of what God is doing. Watch this. The sacrifice. Watch this. I want you to get this. The sacrifice was not missing. Abraham 
Reverend Isaac couldn't see him, but he wasn't missing. Watch this, watch this. I mean, this is going to bless you. The sacrifice was missing. Abraham and Isaac, they were missing from the place that God had, had arranged for it to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yes. you did, you did not. In other words, they hadn't got to the place and to the spot where God could fulfill the sacrifice. So watch this. The sacrifice we told the ram was what? In a thicket stuck. God had already positioned the sacrifice. Abraham and Isaac just had to get to the place. Oh, to get to your spot. You just need to get to your place. You just need to get to where God has your blessing. That's not missing. You missing. Serve yourself. Yes. 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 
Y'all don't want to preach this. You're wondering why the lamb is silent, why you ain't hearing the pitter-patter of the lamb. You're wondering what's missing. It's missing because you're not what? In the right Provision is prophetic. Should we get this? God's provision is prophetic. Number one. Secondly, we God's provision is productive. God's provision is productive because it will produce. We keep going. It will produce. It will reveal. It will come to fruition. Yes. Finally, God's provision is perfect. It's perfect. God's provision is perfect. It's always perfect. There is no incomplete. Uh, nothing is incomplete. When God bless you, God blesses you fully. Yes, He does. When God does, see, oftentimes, watch this. I need you to get this in your spirit. We want, 
We want something quick. And we want a little blessing. When God's trying to bless you with overflow. Overflow. We look, we want to sit in the room. I just wish I had somebody. We want to get we want to sit in the room, but God wants you at the head table. Get it, Watch this. And, 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 and there are times when you're supposed to be at the head table, so he ain't gonna sit you in the room until you're ready to sit at the head. I wish I had. Yes. You trying to creep in the room, and God is saying, no, 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 ain't no creeping in this room. I got a spot for you. That's only for you. And it ain't for nobody else. It's just for you. So, 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 so his, his provision, what God, God provides for us, is always perfect. It's perfectly what tailored and designed for us. And so God reaches for the perfect perfection of what he's planned out in your life. And he can't deviate and bless you with something that's imperfect from what he has already perfectly planned for your life. I wish somebody understood what I was. So oftentimes as he sets it all up, he's setting it up to bless you perfectly. The way he sees it. Not the way you just want to receive it. All right. God's provision is perfect. It will accomplish what is needed. Look, Yahweh is not just, but I want you to see this, not just the God that provides, but he's also, he's also the God that becomes the provision itself. I don't understand. He's not just the God that provides, but He's the God also that becomes what? The provision. Didn't I say it was perfect? <laughs> um, so, so when we look at the story, we can see the parallel between what God does in the New Testament with Jesus Christ. So when we look at the story, we see what? There's three things that we see. A father's sacrifice, a son's submission, and God's substitution. Ooh, did you get that? We, we see three things. A father's sacrifice, a son's submission, and God's what? Substitution. And so, so, so there's a parallel between what God does in this, you know, with this story and with what God does with his own son. So God, as our father, loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son to be what? Sacrifice. Just like Abraham, it was his, the, the Bible declares it, God declares it in the text, his only what? Son. Now, we know theologically, I'm not going to go there. Right. Because we know Ishmael, right? Yes. I'm not going there right now. I'm not going to get into that and explain all of that right now. But this is this is the chosen son. Let's just put yes. it that way, all right? all right? The only chosen son. Let's put it that way. And so, so um, we, 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 we see that similarity. God, and just like Abraham, it was an only son, heir to the throne. And one he dearly loved, Jesus as the son, unlike Isaac, knew through the whole sequence of events 
what it, what it, what it was that he was on earth to do. See, Isaac didn't know, but he was willing to what? To go to the cross, to submit him to his father's will, and die. So, so the offering, however, wasn't going to be a burnt offering of worship, but a sacrifice of atonement. Yes. God's holiness had been offered by, 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 by our sins. He demanded that we be punished and requirement needed something to be killed. So you see, yes. the, you, 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 you see the parallel here. So, so, so rather than us shedding our own blood, God provided a what? A substitute in the form of his own son. Yes. So when, when, when God provided a substitute for Isaac, Abraham called the place what? The Lord will provide. And forevermore, that, that became a saying about that place. On the mountain of the Lord, God will what? Provide. It was provided. And so, so at Calvary on the cross, I want you to see this. At Calvary on the cross, it, 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 it was provided. And it was provided for what? All generations. What Christ accomplished on the cross, no one else could have. Amen. What he accomplished was the chance for us to be what? Forgiven of all our sins. Are you following me, kids? Yes. We don't need to offer guilt offerings ever again because the one offering, watch this, the one offering of the perfect lamb yes. of God. Yes. And I say what God does, he does what? Perfectly. Perfect. The perfect lamb achieved once and for all what was needed. So yes. God provided and his provision has become perpetually perfect. It perfected in blessing us continuously. Yes. Amen. So God substituted. There was a substitution. Yes. You know, once again, Father sacrifice, Son submission, yeah. and then God substitution. Yes. So at the cross, it was death was substituted at the cross. Death was substituted for life. Yes. So it became perfect. Now we, we have a perfect situation now because now at the cross, not only that, but God substituted con condemnation to, and changed it to reconciliation. Yes. There was a substitution. God will uh, substitute your grief for, for his glory. Amen. God will substitute your pain for his peace. Yes. And so he's perfected this thing. To where there's, there's perfection and there's a substitute. God has offered already a substitute for everything you need. Everything you will encounter. Everything that you will go through. There's already a substitute. For your frustration, God already has a substitute. For your anger, God already has a substitute. God has a substitute for everything that you will encounter right now. Jesus has already done it on the cross, and there is a substitute. That's why when he got up, he got up with what? All power. And that power was spread throughout the entire earth. So there's a substitute. I just have to, we just have to get to the right spot where we know that God will bless us with what? The substitute. There's some things that you're going
going through right now, but you don't have to go through alone because there's a what? Substitute. God has a substitute right now for every agony, for every frustration, for everything you will encounter, for every setback. There's a substitute. There's a substitute because his plan is perfect. His plan is perfect. God has everything that you need. Amen. You ought to leave this church this morning saying, the Lord will provide. Yes, You may go to the doctor tomorrow and get a diagnosis you don't like, but you ought to be able to stand there, look at the doctor and say, the Lord will provide as a substitute. <laughs> you ought to be able to go into the courtroom tomorrow and maybe you don't get the verdict you want to get, but you know what? You ought to be able to press the Lord will provide because there's a substitute. You ought to be able to go walk into the bank and even if they turn you down, you know what? You ought to be able to look at the bank and say, Banker, you know what? The Lord will provide as a substitute. <laughs> You ought to be able to go home today, walk into your house, and find some peace, even in the midst of all of what's happening and outbreaking in your house right now, and say that the Lord will provide because there's a substitute. You ought to be able to walk into your job tomorrow with your annoying and nasty boss. And still say, you know what? The Lord will provide. Because there's a what? Substitute. We have to believe in this promise. And trust his promise. Those are the church of My name is Constance, praise team seeker here at One Fellowship Church in Waco, Texas. Thank you for listening. You can learn more about our congregation online at onefellowshipumc.org. You can also like us on Facebook in order to stay up to date with the latest events and activities taking place in our community. Please feel free to share this message and others on social media so that more people can hear about what God is doing here at One Fellowship Church. Thank you and God bless.